Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 95. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. It is played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials, and the Mythic GM emulator. This is scene 17 and 18. JT solicits donations at the gala, while Cho gains access to the Moff's equipment. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. All right, you... We have a question to pose of does the bureaucrat notice in some amount of time that could matter that there is a file missing. And he is a bureaucrat and he is in the process of organizing everything. So I think that increases the likelihood. Yes. Alternately, we can have the bureaucrat roll, but I think this is actually better on the chart. It is. If we have the bureaucrat roll, they are rolling against what? Like Cho They're rolling against the number of reports yeah. there are and how well they know them. Yeah, like Cho didn't fail any of his subterfuge there. Yeah. This isn't a matter of did Cho cover up what he did. The person didn't notice while Cho was there and actively doing it. Right. This isn't a leader thing. So do you think it is likely that they noticed because this is their job, they're a bureaucrat, and they are specifically cleaning this place up? I think it's 50-50. How timely they're noticing is. How timely they're noticing is. Yeah, and I think that's what matters. Okay. 50-50, still chaos factor, eight. Correct, we are not advancing the scene counter, or would you like to do that? We can only change the chaos if we start a new scene. That is what I was Which asking. means all the new scene rigmarole. I'm fine with doing that, if you want. I think it makes sense to do that. We've done some things. Okay. Chaos definitely went down. Nothing bad happened. Yes. To anyone, really. And some information was obtained, at least by Joe, that there's some sort of shaman. Chaos is now seven. Do you simply want to set up a scene for JT? To get money. We could. We could also do the, the split scene. Again, I'm totally fine with that. I think that worked reasonably well. I think if we're embracing like smaller scenes, then it makes sense just to give JT her own. Okay, then let's just do that. Collect money scene. And this is getting donors, not necessarily getting information on the mall. Right. And this is now like dinner hour. JT's going around to all the tables and chit-chatting. Yes. Make sure they're having a good time. How do they like the music? I've got... No blues! There's lots of blues. Uh, letting know there's an auction happening. That's right, an auction will be coming up. Yeah. I think during the dinner is maybe when Gomar gives his lecture. I think that makes sense. But first, I need you to roll a single d10. Yep. And it needs to be higher than seven for nothing weird to go on. It is eight. Okay, no, nothing is interrupting. Ooh. Okay, but you didn't roll on that table yet. I have not. So you should actually roll on that table on the old chaos factor of eight, because that's kind of like the end of Joe's scene. That is a good point. So allow me to do that. We said it was 50-50. If you think 50-50 is I think that's, that's reasonable. Okay. They roll oh, a 13, which is very much yes. Okay. So I think that will affect Cho's scene. Yes, and that will make him going to that ballroom more dangerous than it otherwise would be. Yes. And will... Give you more satisfaction than Joe just walking in and taking information. And do, 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 do. And then we can go back to the show that we know and love of failing everything, getting horribly beat up, and being rescued by somebody else. 
Oh, man. And when he radios in and says, like, some housekeeping staff member was here. I don't know, some Pantoran? That's going to make alarms go off. I don't think this... He probably didn't even notice. The bureaucrat doesn't know what species this guy was. (laughs) Like, some alien. I don't know. Okay. Back to the gala. So, um... uh, The slide... slide, Next slide, please. Um, That's a little too much Jersey. (laughs) You're sorry. You make a Gomorrah's voice better than I do. (laughs) Uh, So we see here... Like this is this is what a blast. This is where we found the blaster. This blaster is gonna be a bad time if anybody gets hit by it. Oh, yeah, I I'd like to open it this talk by first uh, in memory of my fallen <laughs> it's a whole list classmates, of <laughs> and it's like it scrolls for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, no, she was real nice. Yeah, he was a go getter. That's okay. Uh, th- those are those are the people who fell in my uh, the year that I graduated. <laughs> Guess I have to thank uh, Doctor Praline. He grows a little reflective. He, he remembers, like, whose event this is, and he's like, you know, academia is not war, but, uh, you know, you, you still leave people behind. <laughs> we have our own casualty list. And, uh, you know, they, they leave folks that need taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this, this blaster, is, you know, it's got a really incredible design. I don't know if you've seen, you've, you've like, points to the stormtroopers, but, like, Gomar, actually not a very good public speaker at all. Uh, you, you guys probably know pretty well, you know, the whole blaster looks like this. Old times, blasters look real different, but they work just as well, if not better. I don't want to say better. It's almost as if technology has not progressed at all. But they, they work really, really well. It's Except, an elegant weapon of a more civilized age. He, fail, he failed the shot he took with it, but that's okay. But it's part of his dissertation, so he has to say they work real well. Yep, yep. And he makes some comments about, you know, the styling clearly indicates something about this culture. You know, there's no reason for him not to talk about what planet it came from and, like, that it was found in a temple there. So we're going to need two things. Yep. We're going to need a public speaking check from Gomar. I feel like that's that's charm. And then we're going to need a check from GT to see if she realizes Ooh. this came from the planet that Renzi and Renzi That's <laughs> a good chance. To. Okay. Public speaking from Gomar. I think he's got two presents. He might have a rank in it. Okay, we can say he's got two presents. Yeah, he, he probably does not have a rank in this. He is a professor now. He is a professor now. That doesn't mean he's a good one. That's true. He is a professor because he's got a bunch of ranks of knowledge. He went to a. He's a professor at a third grade school. Okay. If you want to say that he's got no ranks in the. He's got no ranks, but I will give him at least one blue die because, like, he's on the stage here. Everything's set up. People look at him. This is, you know, an unusual topic. Um, Three purples is a difficulty. It's yeah. a it's a crowd. It's a crowd. It's not the tough. He's not trying to win them over yeah. or anything. He's just trying to provide some entertainment. Two greens, three purples, and a blue. I am spinning a, a pro Gomar story. A pro point. Gomar story point. Okay. This guy's got to catch a break. He has failure with one advantage. I think it's like it's dinner. People just aren't really paying attention much. It's not that they dislike him, but there's almost no one here who's interested in this topic. The advantage could be that there is one person who's interested. JT? That will give JT a blue die. It can give JT a blue die. On her role to, like, realize what he's talking about. Yes. And for JT, this should be a, like, knowledge. A knowledge lore lore check. Yes. How hard do you think this should be? Surely Renzi told JT about her experiences in a dark, forcey temple. Okay, yeah. Like, normally, like, she wouldn't tell JT about the details of her mission, but this was a dark, forcey temple. That makes sense to like to share. where she gained the final insight she needed in order to be able to do the intervention with Eliza. That is true. 
That's a good point. I feel like those are things she would have shared. That is where the blue die. I feel like this has to be at least hard. Like this is you're trying to piece this together. Okay. So it is yellow, two greens, two blues. You get three purples. One advantage. I am rolling like crap today. All right. So you uh, can appreciate how nice that blaster looks. It might just be like Gigi just doesn't make the connection. That that's what. She doesn't remember the name of the planet. She doesn't remember the name of the planet. She's like, Renzi didn't mention this professor or anything yeah. like that. You know, she was working with Ren and you know, there was maybe some archaeologists there as well. But like, GT, I think, appreciates it. Like, well, that sounds like a dark place, certainly, where he found this. GT wonders, like, oh, was that like a dark force? Uh, Does she wonder whether the weapon itself has any forciness? She would be surprised if it did. Okay. She thinks, like, is that place a convergence? Like uh, a dark one, maybe. I see. Not what she's looking for. Her head is very much on the convergence. That's what she's got to kind of find. Okay, GT, it's time for you to mingle. It's true. Now, now, Abner, you're, you're going to eat some of the greens, too. Oh, I'm so glad you two could make it. <laughs> Hope you're, the rest of your trip has been going okay, given everything. And uh, Abner says, well, I haven't lost my other arm, so... That is really nice. You make good use of that arm, so I really appreciate that. Uh, how are you liking the food spread? Is it? I know that sometimes you can be a picky eater, I've heard. There is actually a Thorian wine being served, mm. so uh, they're happy with that. Very fancy. Uh, I will insist, like, we actually have a variety of uh, vegetables as well, most of which are not even green. Oh. Uh, we've got this uh, purple seaweed over here you might have an interest in. It's very different flavors from... Uh, whatever plants you might be used to. So you might want to try out some of those. They might be different. Uh, that wins over Agnes, as you are encouraging... Yes. Uh... We also have a wonderful dessert platter over there, <laughs> and a milkshake bar. Of course there's a milkshake bar. Later on, you'll you'll see them walking by, like, double straws instead of the two Ithorian mouths. Oh, both of them, yes. Agnes talks about eating healthy, and then goes to the milkshake. Maybe she is capable of eating both ways. I think JT will venture to ask them if they have any children. I think we have to ask the table. Yeah, I think so. The retired, fancy, authorian couple. What do you think? 50-50 or like unlikely? Otherwise, they would not be so wealthy. I had never really thought of them as like having a family, but I could totally see them as being like empty nesters of like they're just off enjoying the galaxy while their kids and grandkids do whatever. Yep. So I I could go 50-50. Let's do it. 92! That is no, but not emphatically so. So they don't have children. But it's not that their children died dramatically. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So they'll say uh, that they never got around to it or yep. had other things going on. And, you know, there's just so much of the galaxy to see. There is. The galaxy is such a huge, huge place. But that's, that's, that's part of why I'm trying to jumpstart this charity here. There's a lot of ground to cover. I really appreciate you coming to the gala. Um, if you feel comfortable, we are absolutely taking additional donations. Or if you're looking for some artwork, uh, we have, I think it's been available so everyone can like look at it ahead of time, mm-hmm. uh, by famed Jeppo Jr. of Corellia itself. Uh, one of his recent works. You can gaze upon the beautiful vista. It's rolling hills covered in green with blue sky and some clouds. They appreciate the trees. In the picture. Oh. It's a farcid landscape. The Thorians are tree-oriented. Okay. I think with the flogging hymns, it's a charm check. I think that makes sense. I think it is going to be whatever the difficulty is, but 
I don't want to say they're stingy, but like they don't have all the money, but they are careful with their money. They are careful with their money. So that might be some black dice. Well, you're getting a blue die for pointing out the dessert and a blue die for pointing out the alternate vegetables. That's right. They must have some cool if they've been able to like yeah budget and they're stuff not, like that. They don't, but they don't have built-in presents. I don't think. So we'll say it's a red and a purple. That's right. Two success, three advantages. So my question to you is, what is of value to you in how we record things? Do you want a report at the end of the night of, like, you have 15 successes and this many advantages of GT raising money? I, the player, do not care about that. Do you want advantages to roll over to, like, the next people you're convincing? I think advantages should roll over because it's a... Other people are saying, like, oh, yeah, I donated, whatever. And I think in the Floggingham's case, it's not that they write a check right now. It's that they will make sure the War Orphans Fund is in their estate planning. Oh! Because they're close to retirement. They're old. Yeah. That is something they're thinking about. Okay. I think that makes way more sense for them. Yeah. They establish they don't have any children to pass things on to. So why not pass it on to these deserving children? Yes. So I think that is what they will do. Okay. I think that's what I, the player, would like to record. What does... The manner in which... The, the manner in which individuals do choose to give. That's great. And if they choose to do so. Okay. The next person that JT encounters is a Gran who looks slightly familiar. 10x Cinemat comes up to you in a slightly overly familiar fashion, kind of like puts there's, his... There's no overly familiar with JT. <laughs> okay, with the viewer... He thinks consider, he's being like, oh, Jai Tessa! He like puts his arm around your shoulder, kind of in a like walk with me sort of way. And he's like, now tell me, just just how deeply embedded in your charity is, is Tusk? The arm around the shoulder like puts JT slightly on edge. Like that is slightly too comfortable. Ah, so there is such a thing that's as true. overly familiar. But he's like ushering you away from a table to like walk yeah, and talk with uh, you. Yeah, but that is circulate. Uh, JT can work with it. I think I know what JT's going to do. She will take his hand, turn around, and they will dance and talk. Ah. He will not be expecting this. How's your coordination these days? Not terrible. <laughs> not great, but I don't imagine his is very good either. Okay. If you like that to set the, the tone okay. here. So you two are now dancing around to the smooth jazz. Uh, yes. Would you like average difficulty? Or even easy? I think it's easy. Okay. This isn't like an official dance like what you guys no. may or may not have tried to do at Lutheran Lodge. One success and three advantages. Okay. So you have three advantages from the Foggingham's. And you have three advantages. That's right. You're the one who's making the rolls here. I don't, don't really see... Right, so he's saying how deeply is Tusk embedded. Yes, and this, for him, this is going to be negotiation, Okay. not charm. That, I think, makes sense. Um, I think JG doesn't have anything to hide. He'll say that, like, Tusk gave us the initial seed uh, money, and, of course, his name was part of a, a set of charities. Uh, he, On a day-to-day level, he's not really involved. He's very busy with other parts of his uh, business uh, enterprise. That's why I'm uh, the chairwoman in charge. But we'd be very glad to have you uh, on board. I don't know if you are able to, if you could just donate credits right now, they're always welcome. Or I don't know if you have like a apprenticeship program in your, because he runs like a starship building company. Yeah, he is involved in that. An apprenticeship program or me, and like JT would call out because she has starship engineering experience, uh, something like XYQ certification, something like that, or the extra atmospheric welding supplies. Those are great Things, we also need things to teach kids so they can do something productive. So JT would lay on some of her engineering expertise as well. Okay. 
he is a businessman. He has negotiate for sure. Yeah. I think you are going up, up against two reds and a purple for I him. Think that's, that makes sense. You get a blue die for your engineering know-how. And you had three advantages from the flogging hands, and you had three advantages from your dancing here. The dancing has the advantage of giving you blue die because you have startled him a little bit. Yes. So he's a little off his game. And, yeah, Dutil mentioned, like, oh, the flogging hands, what is it, our estate planning? I don't know if that's something like you would have an interest in as well. Corporate giving. Or corporate giving is certainly, I understand. Matching, uh, I understand that the Empire imposes a certain level of taxes on companies. This could be a way for you to... Evade, evade and avoid is not the right word, but address, mitigate that. Okay, you can have a, a blue die for that. Okay. And part of this negotiate sort of thing is, like, clearly he feels some rivalry with Tusk. And Tusk is, like, on the down and out. But he's not out. But he's not completely out. And so this, the way he, like, is talking with you, it's kind of like, what's going to get 10x... Cinemet's name right. and I attached think, to this charity in a way that can like start to overshadow Tusk. I think what JT will say, like Tusk provided the initial seed funding, he did an excellent job, and like and that really helped clear his name. There was a lot of people who disagreed with certain things he did over time, but when he made that important turn in his life, uh, you know, people change their opinion about it. And they say, well, yeah, he's they remember him for the, the good things he did, and I think that's that's how a lot of people would like to be remembered. So we would be more than happy to... To clear any bad name you have. <laughs> you to burnish your reputation. To clear your checks. Uh, and there could be, you know, a particular, if there's a particular sector that you want to fund, like this apprenticeship program that you've been talking about. <laughs> so I think that's worth another blue die to okay. play on him. I don't think I need a story point, then. Five successes and one advantage. Woohoo! Nikki. Strokes his chin some, and he donates some money flat out. But I think he agrees to help us set up a, like an apprenticeship program kind of thing. Provided it can have his name. Yes, it is the, definitely the 10x sentiment starship apprenticeship program. That's brand recognition for his company. And you have five successes here. So yeah. I will say, just like Desert Rose Solutions, uh, he'll have a matching donation policy um, oh. instituted in his place of business. Okay, well, that's good. Or any employees who wish to donate to your cause will get matched by the corporate. JT is elated. They finish the dance, gives him a hug, which probably also she throws him off. She dips him, and then... <laughs> Whoa, wait, hang on. Okay. Uses her force to yeah. pick him back up. She gives him a big, excited hug. Yep. Okay. Uh, yes, gives him a big hug. And has to move on to her next victim. I just chose who you went after. Do you want to choose now, or do you want me to? No, I'm kind of liking your throwing things at me. Okay. Next up on the list. PD-101. Can I get the rebellion to fund this? <laughs> Why, yes. We'll start up a rebel apprentice What? No, 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 no. None of that. Never mind. Never mind. We will continue to send more children into your oh. orphanages. Does JT need to check in with PD, or is she like... You know what? I think it would make sense that she would check in. Make sure PD's doing okay. <laughs> He's enjoying the the event. He is um, still fulfilling his like MC role. Yep. So um, like he introduced Gomar and things like that, and and then like you know he's stepped out. Then he introduced uh, Lostrum like right. for her her set right now, and then he came down. So you can like meet him at the edge of the cargo container stage for some quiet little chit chat while she's singing. Yep. I don't think there's anything too specific since she didn't make any connections about Renzi's work and 
that'd be the only thing that may be highly unlikely, but he could perhaps know about. But yeah, just making sure that he's doing well, enjoying things. Uh, she'll remind you if there is a, an oil bar in the back corner. Uh, she tried to get it more centrally placed, but she got a lot of pushback on that. There's not that many droids here, turns out. Yes, which is not surprising. BNCR oh. is present, though. BNCR is here with uh, yes. Sharni. That is something she maybe wants to bring up with. Like Sharni's work? Or... Yeah, well, I'm trying to think, because like, JT approves of Sharni's work. But she also knows, like, that's sort of... Her work is, like, orthogonal to the Rebellion. They're not they're not at all on the same side, but they're not at all opposed. But freedom for the galaxy should be freedom for all. That is, you know, JD's opinion. Are you going to engage that here? PD-101 is a droid who works for the Rebellion. Yes. I think JT will... He'll point out the NCR with Sharni. And then JT will make it like, they make a nice couple, don't you think? <laughs> PD-101... Not really sure how to respond to that. Uh-huh. Um, I've overcome his impressive protocol droid ways. PD says, um, it was indeed surprising that BNCR would leave the droid lounge for this event. Well, I think Sharni can be pretty convincing, and I think he wanted a break. But he works in the droid lounge. And like, JT will kind of lean in. Yeah, but he wanted a break. Sharni was able to let him take a break. You want like a streetwise check or something? Yeah. Because PD-101 is thinking like, how does BNCR want anything? <laughs> Even PD-101 cannot understand how a droid <laughs> can desire things. Uh, I had one advantage I'll pay forward uh, here. Just now in the swing of things, she's gotten some major donors. Yep. Uh, how do people do this? Is two? Yeah, we'll say two. One success, but two threats. Perhaps PD is... This is more complications than he wanted to see. You are not the innocent passenger that I thought you were. That's okay, a lot of people think that. Are you planning anything else that I should be aware of? That you should be aware of? No. Oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) No, PD is a rebel handler. So I think JT will like just give him like a goodbye hug. uh, And if he runs across... Was it Captain Renzi now, or whatever her official rank is? Oh, she's an she officer. A, an officer title? Uh, a Captain Tosh. Not just like lieutenant? I don't recall what. She had to go through officer's training. Right. It might be lieutenant. Might be captain by now. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, in the movies, does anybody oh. have. There's admirals. I'm pretty sure there People are. People who are captains. captains are generally captains of ships. Did she finally get a ship? I don't think she has a ship. If she became, like, somebody who has people under her now. I think in, in cruise control, that's where Renzi is. She's at officer training school right now. Oh, okay. So she, so she would be a lieutenant. Be... Okay. Yes. Uh, so, so to say, uh, you see uh, Lieutenant Tosh, you know, tell her I said hi. Does Petey even know Renzi? Oh, let's ask the question. He's a protocol droid. It's his job to know people no, and things. Yeah. Renzi's moving up, but it is Yeah, but Renzi primarily thing. works in outer rim. Yes. And mid rim stuff. Do you think it's unlikely, then? I think it's unlikely. 42. Yes. PD does not have eyebrows, but he does have, like, eyes that can light up more. JT can read droid faces. <laughs> um, so his, his eyes glow a little bit brighter, and he says... It might be that, like, he hadn't heard about her promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he says, lieutenant, then. Yeah, I mean, she's at some officer school, right? That's 
Sorry, uh, my only military ranking information is like 20 years out of date. <laughs> and separatist. And from a different military. <laughs> I assume you have lieutenants, right? That's an officer or something. Or is it captain? Do you have to salute her? And PD like quietly says, if I were to do such a thing, it would ruin my cover. That's true. And, and, then, and, then, and then PD says, some of us are better able at maintaining our cover than others. You'll get better, don't worry. <laughs> oh dear. I believe I have to introduce our next speaker. Thank you so much, PD. JT will continue off having, you know, sown a bit more chaos. Yep. Okay. Perhaps you want to do one more? Emla Foslo. Previously already gave. Previously already gave. So I have gave. to make sure to visit her, thank her for her generous donation, ask her if she's having a good time, ask her if there's anything particular she's interested in here. Has she checked out the the non-oxygenated section? Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot of work, getting into one of those suits. You gotta work hard if you want to enjoy nice things. No. No, you don't. That's what other people are for. At least that's what my father tells me. Did he seem to enjoy his life? She shrugs. She never saw very much of him. I see. Ah, uh, hmm. Yeah, why don't you make like a charm check or something? I think that makes sense, yeah. Because she could say other things if she opens up to you a little bit. What is her cool? Oh, she's the wealthy noble card. Oh, boy. She has one cool and three presents. Okay. Don't worry, she does not have two ranks in the melee. She does not have nobody's fool. Oh, hey, there's a back to this card. Talents, zero. Abilities, zero. Oh, it turns out wealthy nobles are utterly useless except for their deep pockets. One success, two advantages, one triumph. Okay. So perhaps at the mention of, like, I didn't really saw him much. So she will say she never really saw him much until his, like, his final days when, like, illness confined him. And at that point, she did spend a fair amount of time visiting him at uh, Coronet Hospital. Coronet is the fancy city oh, okay. of I was trying to think if that's some hospital that JT's raided at one point or another. No, JT hasn't raided there. Okay, that's good. The uh, JT doesn't know things, but I am now alluding to stuff from Cho's past. Ah, okay. Coronet Hospital being where Cho worked before things went awry with Zon. I see, I see. Yeah, that can be really rough. It's... You know, you had all these advantages of wealth, but at the same time, you don't barely get to have a parent. Well, I gather you don't know very much about having parents. Well, like, I don't know my organic family. I don't remember anything about them, but I was... I had a family that rescued me during the war, so I grew up with them, and they're... They're doing okay. They're retired now, but they're actually doing very well. Except for my cousin. Never sure what he's up to. <laughs> Scene swipe to a... That's a bot table. <laughs> and he's just got like way more cars than you think you should have. <laughs> and they're they're not in New Mean, they're in some other major city on Ryloff. He's smoking a cigar somehow. A V1 can hold a cigar that is a flame. Also, he's down an arm. It's on the table. <laughs> it's on the t- And yet he's holding all of these extra cards with just one hand now. He's really good. Um, yes, sorry. Swipe back to the guy. <laughs> Alright, she is self-absorbed. And has a hard time empathizing with other people, though. Yes. Let me just uh, quickly remind myself a little bit more about her. Oh, yes. She's lazy is her flaw. Inherited wealth and oblivious to where money comes from is her description. Okay, okay. I'll try to remember and work with that. So, so you... you weren't able to spend much time with your parents, but that was cushioned by, you know, credits 
What if we use some of your credits to cushion that for other children? <laughs> Again, I thank you so much for your already generous donation, but that could be an easy thing to do. We even have, you don't even have to write a check, we have a... <laughs> you just swipe your card. You just swipe. Out of one of the pockets that your fancy, super fancy gal has, you yep. pull out your gadget for the evening, which is the that card reader. The card reader. You know, why don't we set up a, like a regular recurring donation so you don't even have to think about it. It's just every every cycle, donation happens. Um, we'll put your name up on our load-bearing gratitude wall. Is there any particular aspect of your stuff that she would want to fund? She is the product of shipbuilding wealth, but she has no particular interest right, in Right, she has no interest in that itself. It might just be like, she might want to fund like further events like this. Like, fund the fundraising. Oh, no, no, no. Fund the fun. Like, uh, this is yeah. just the first... You, you say, job. like, more events like this, and she's like, yeah, parties are great. Those orphans should go to some. Yeah, eventually that would be a good thing to try. You know what? Whatever gets her credits. You you can roll your charm check. I, I rolled the charm check. That's oh. when I got the, that's when I got the oh, success okay. with Triumph. I see. If you want to say, like, that's how it played out. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't thinking that that was the check for getting the donations. Sorry. That's if you want me to make another check, we can, but I feel like the, the fun, the fun. Yeah. If she wants to, like, fund the various, like, galas and fundraising events to raise other money, that works. That's good. Because she's already donated some, a pile. Yeah, but she also, like, the war orphans should be having fun. Oh, yes, then. That was. Okay, I misunderstood. Because she is a socialite. Like. Yes. She, you know, maybe deep within her filled the emptiness left by having parents who are too busy by just going to social engagement after social engagement. But that's like... And she wants other people to feel the emptiness of going to social <laughs> engagements. And in her mind, like, your description of orphanage is like, these are kids just sitting on drab bunk beds all day long. Like, yeah, they should be going to parties and stuff. Uh, you know what? That would be a good change of pace for them, I think. You know, like, they're never going to meet any, like, interesting people stuck in their little... Little, little orphanages there. Yeah. They need to get out and have dalliances. And <laughs> so we could start the Emla Fazlo party zone. That sounds perfect. Okay, JT can work with this. It could be like a fun, a little more kids themed. <laughs> uh, but you know, there's Chuck E. Cheese and there's Emla Fazlo. <laughs> more pizza, fewer hors d'oeuvres, but still. I mean, there should be crudités. Absolutely, yes. It, but it's like the kids' version of a fancy party. Okay. Like there's a ball pit. Pizza rolls on tra- platters. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, yes. So I'm thinking like a Chuck E. Cheese like environment, but uh, a little more upscale. Yeah. You know what I think would make sense from like a JT perspective is it's a ship that has that. Yeah, it's so like so it can go to visit each of the orphanages instead of like the kids going on a field trip or something like it's you know it's like when the library bus comes to town we bring the fun to you yes then you don't have a chance to experience fanciness yeah so she'll she'll uh, she'll have her company give you a ship for that purpose perfect give her a hug too and make her feel uncomfortable uh i'm not sure that makes her feel uncomfortable that's true she's already drinking and yeah she gives you a little hug back and it's one of those like cheek kiss type things so the makeup doesn't get messed up yep yep kiss on both sides of the very cheeks. european yeah. Yep, I think that's good. Okay. Does that satisfy your need for fundraising? I, I think so. I think for narrative purposes, <laughs> we got some good good events. It wasn't just a pile of credits. 
Did you want to talk to the captain though before, or do you want to save the captain for when you're interacting? I with think that Moth, makes more so. sense when I'm interacting with Moth. Okay. I don't think the captain is actually wealthy. I'm sure he's like upper middle class, but. Don't tell him he's not wealthy. Well, yeah. All of his money has gone towards building that museum. That wasn't paid for ship funds. That was a personal <laughs> addition. Hope he has an insurance policy. They'd get a little messed up. Okay, I'm I'm satisfied with that then. That you have raised some money. All right, chaos has decreased. Cho thanks you. Now I need you to roll one die to determine whether there is an interrupt on Cho's scene. If Magic... it's less than six? Six, yeah. It is an eight again. All right, safe for now. Do you need anything rolled on the subject action tables to like help you? We've established some so. things about what's going on, but like now we're going to a ballroom where presumably there is stuff. There is stuff. I will add, like, I'm pretty sure there would be guards here. I will roll action 18. Move. Subject, 89. Portals. Well, those crates that used to be in the cargo hold are definitely in that room by this point. Yes. But there had to have been a reason that he wanted a large room for working stuff. So I think a good possibility is some of the things are out here. They're not just transporting. They're, like, testing some things out. So it's not just guards. This is, like, some scientist-y fellows as well. We already established that there was not going to be any kind of killer robots involved. Correct. But technology could be being built and constructed here that would assist them in like going after somebody who's underwater. I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't think Star Wars has any sort of teleportation related technologies. I don't think so. Is that something that we don't want to dip into at all? I'm trying to think of other ways you can infer from Portal. Because that's what came to mind. Yeah, that's what You know, like, if we can smuggle this thing into the Gungan City, then we have this other thing. We can open a... Maybe it's a destructive thing. Maybe it's just a tunneling thing, even, rather than a move matter from here to there. But something that would, like, help them get a backdoor into, like... Oh, like an underwater drilling equipment. Yeah, something that would let them, like, get their forces in behind the lines so that they couldn't have this guy. I I think that could be whoever mystery. Probably they don't exist, but that's okay. (laughs) You Uh, You always need a Jedi to blame. Yes. But the machinery is all in pieces. It's not assembled here because it's way easier to transport in pieces. Okay. So I like that concept. So there's stormtrooper guards. There's I think at this point, like it sounds like military logistics engineers who are trying to sort this out because it's not a technology they've worked with. They got this from Dedermoth as well. And I think also it's experimental. Like it's not oh, anything absolutely. that has been built. Yeah. Because it's going to have to be something that can tunnel through land and tunnel through water. So it is going to have to create some sort of like uh, shielding type stuff along the way. Okay, I think Cho would prefer a duct-based approach. That's good, because there's definitely some like a pair of stormtroopers in front of the door to this area. Yeah. And while you can walk by without too much I think trouble. in Cho's mind, it's reasonable to expect that the mop's quarters would be safer tonight. And the ballroom would be safer than usual because the mop himself definitely wouldn't be working there. But Cho does not assume it's going to be completely safe. So the duct is, I think, the approach he would take. Okay. Which means, remove this tile and uh, athletics up and squiggle coordination I think so. Uh, I don't know how many checks you want to associate with this activity. Let's start with just like an average athletics check. To get up there and pull the grate back behind you is the tricky bit. I am an average athlete. Not a professional one, but I get it done. Three successes, one advantage. Three successes, one advantage. You get up there, no problem. Pull that up. Uh, like, you're in, like, the main hallway. Oh, I ended an encounter. 
Yes, yes you did. I think I'd like to roll... Some strain recovery? Yeah. I only have one, but if I can clear it out, so much the better. Yep. Alright, I had an advantage on athletics, so if you're going to have me coordination to move through the ducks... I think you definitely get a blue die. And I think this is just average. They're not super tight because it's a big area, and the ballroom needs lots and lots of air. Like, it's a big space. The ducks are actually... If you've, like, I don't know, anytime you've been in a warehouse, those big circular oh, ducks okay. hanging, like in a climbing gym. Yeah. That is what you're climbing through. So they, on one hand, they are exposed. There's no, like, ceiling. Oh, no, this is a fancy place. The ballroom. There's dropped tiles, I imagine. Yeah, there's dropped, no, there's, it's fancy. And then tiles. there would be grades occasionally, because you do need for the air well. Yeah, okay. But I do think this is just average. No. No, apparently uh, coordinating through here is not going to happen. Okay. It's failure but two advantages. Okay. Okay, you just said that there's tiles underneath the ducts. There are tiles underneath the ducts. The ducts are turning out not to be passable for some reason. Yeah. Then what about the... I'm picturing like cut through the duct into like Just this dropped ceiling space yeah which is going to be harder to deal with it's because it's much more precarious it doesn't it's not supported like, nearly as well yeah it's like going from beam to beam like it's not a solid floor and it's it's like most drop tiles like they cannot possibly bear the weight of a person right these so obviously like they can but it's very tenuous you have to spread your weight out a lot more yeah or like walk on the edges of the tiles or like i'm thinking like you have to walk and if you put a foot on the normal part of this tile like the tile will, will shove through Right. In the edge, you have to spread out among all edges. Yes. All the time. So you have to, it takes longer and it's very dangerous. And I will remind you, this is a ballroom, so the ceiling is quite high. Are you telling me the ceiling is a medium fall? No, it's a short fall. Okay. <laughs> That's like, a crucial thing to answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like that is a significant fall. Also, you can't just. Oh, but you might fall onto equipment. You might fall onto equipment. That's true. But you can't just, oh, I'll open up here and drop down. Like, that's too far of a drop to safely just do. No. But I could maybe find a place that isn't too far. Yes, you might be able to find that kind of place. So I think... Or a chandelier. Shimmy down the chandelier. <laughs> okay, are we changing to a harder coordination check here? Are we changing to a stealth check here? Like right now I'm picturing we need some sort of check to still involve traversing yeah. the room at this level. Because like Cho, fine, he'll cut through the duct and he'll continue through this attic -y space. But he would rather not cut through a tile. Like, he would rather find one of those places where there is a grading down. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like there. he needs to traverse to a place where he can make a perception check for down below. Yes. I feel like it is a coordination check again. Okay. If that's okay, I understand it's the same check twice in a row. Well, I imagine it's be harder. Yes, it is going to be hard, and I will spend the story point. Okay. Can we establish what failure means? Does failure mean falling through the tile? Or does failure mean giving something away to people blown up. Because in that case, I feel like stealth is the more appropriate skill to be checking. I see what you're saying. Understanding that we just described this as a difficult space to move through. Yeah, it's like, well, I want a sufficient number of threats or despair to be you fall. Uh, so that's not what failure is. So maybe stealth is a better approach. Like it is a care, you know what, stealth is all about having a light step too. And that's okay. really what the problem in my, my mind here is. Okay. So this isn't like balance beaming. No, there's plenty of holds and everything, but like they're all, each one can only bear a very small amount of weight. Okay. So this is slow and careful movement. Yes. And you're kind of picturing this as like on all fours. I think you have to be, otherwise it's... To spread gonna, out the yeah, weight. Yeah, you have to spread out the weight. Okay. All right. And this is going to be a red and two purples. Is this their setback dice because it is 
precarious bad balance? Or is that what your red That's is? supposed to be purples. I think there's a setback die because like it's dark up here. There's no light. And uh, Pantorans can't see in the dark. Yes. Alright, I have an act for her spells. Woohoo! Okay. I am not spending the story point. Oh, jeez. What's damage? Failure. One advantage. So you don't get the threats and despairs you wanted. No, you don't fall, but you're crawling through and you test one. You think that's safe. You put a little bit of weight on there and, oh no, and the tile comes loose and the tile there falls. You don't fall through it. No, but I failed this double check. A tile has fallen. A tile has fallen. Somebody below knows something is up. Somebody below is going to know what what is that. Like, could it be a rat? Could it be something? They don't know. But they're definitely... Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I think at that point, Cho will freeze. Yep. Give me a perception check. Just average, I think, for what you hear. Failure with two advantages. Okay. Can um, I maybe move a little bit away from where the hole is that I opened? Yes, I think that is And fair. I don't, so I don't hear anything that's going on below, but I move away just in case they're going to start opening fire. Like if they just part. start shooting, yeah. Yeah. I would say you just hear some voices down there, but you can't make out any of the words. Uh, but yes, you hear some, to you, murmurs. Okay. What do you do? Like, how long are you willing to wait? There's the chance that they will try to fix this tile, that somebody will poke their head up through it. They will need a tall ladder to do that. Right. So, in a narrative setting, like, realistically, Cho would stay still and stay in place, like, he's moved a little bit away from the opening for a while to listen, to see, like, can I hear equipment being dragged and things like that. I don't want to just request perception check after perception check. Right, right. But he didn't succeed at hearing anything that they were talking about. He had some advantages. Were those all consumed in them not seeing him, or...? Yeah, they definitely did not see anything specific. Like, they didn't see a boot for a second. From their perspective, a tile fell. Okay. That could be a lot of things, but it, you're taking a significant amount of time. Yeah. I understand I can't make out their words, right, right. but can I hear anything being dragged or something being started? Or So, I do think you hear... Yeah, you hear, like, some machinery of some kind occasionally, or, like, occasional sparking. Okay. Yeah. And occasionally there is heavy something. You don't know what. You did poorly in your perception check. Right. Okay. If I hear stuff like that, then Cho is concerned that they are dragging something over to come up and deal with this. In okay. which case, they might stick their head through and see him. Come up with a story point situation. Two GM, one PC. I'd like to spend one story point. As you don't hear what exactly, but you hear someone like turn on a comm. Oof. And you just... <laughs> Okay, that's the bureaucrat calling in that, that something. That is the bureaucrat calling in, like, got a report missing and had a crewman. Okay. It didn't sound like alarm right. necessarily, but like, this is unusual, and that guy, it was very fast, and you took a little bit of time here, so. Yep. Alright, Show does not fear failure, however, he still feels like this tonight is his best chance for getting this done. Mm hmm. I have like a kind of subterfuge idea. Okay. I'm not sure how to like go about achieving it. It would be good for like another tile to fall out here, indicating like, oh, there's a problem with the ceiling here. But for me not to be right here when it happens. You want to so, scald so out your mechanics like, up something? So to... that I can like drop through like another tile, like closer to the wall or oh, something like that. Like, so we set up a little distraction. Yeah, like they're they're already focused on this hole. To set up a distraction to make them pay more attention to this hole so that I can like drop through another tile like further over. Because at this point, that's what I feel like I have to do. 
the duct situation didn't work. At this point, you're dropping sort of blind. You don't know where. I don't think I can risk. Well, yeah, that perception check didn't succeed. Like, I don't think, like, there's much diagonal angle down to see. I would need another, like, moving across the space You could try to drop near a wall. Yeah, that's what I want to enter the room on an edge. Okay, sorry, I I missed that that part. I feel like whatever tile fell is kind of towards the center of the room. Yeah. And I would like to drop along the edge. And Cho, like, has a certain amount of parkouriness to him. Has Cho been in this ballroom before? Like, before the moth stuff was in here? I don't think so, but we okay. could ask the table with a high unlikeliness. question is, like, does he know what's on the wall? Like, if there's banners hanging up or something. Or do the ballrooms all have a certain stylistic wall? Okay, you know what? That's another question of. Yeah. Do the ballrooms have, have banners? Some aspect of. I think you could ride down on the wall. Fancy columns or yeah. banners or stuff. Okay. I think that's, that's a fair question. That's more likely than Cho having been into the room before. Yeah. I think... It makes sense that there would be curtainy type stuff along the walls. It's a sound dampening thing. That is true. And it is a way to like obscure the building material that the walls are made out of. And these are ballrooms. They're not conference rooms like the previous fight. So I think it's somewhat likely. Okay. 99, that's a no. Is it emphatically no? Emphatically no. The walls are like... Sheer. They're mirrors. Like to make the ballrooms look even larger. Oh, that's so bad for Cho. The walls are all mirrors. <laughs> oh. Maybe it's not every single wall is a mirror, but like uh, it makes the ballroom look larger. We did roll double, but that's above the number, so we're okay. Yeah. Okay. It could just be one wall is all mirrors, because that makes the room look double the size without like turning into a fun house. It could be one of the. I know this wasn't the observatory, but one of the walls is an exterior wall. Okay. And so like it's transparent steel out to space, and two of the walls are mirrors. On the other side, and then the entrance is normal, but certainly does not have any curtains. Okay. Uh, but Cho does not know this. He knows that one is an exterior wall. Yeah. That's that's clear. So he would try not to choose that wall, because he knows it's exterior. Yep. So I still think what we're looking at, though, is I need to set up a sabotage on a tile next yep. to one that already fell through. Yep. But I also need to get to an edge of this room. Yes, so that's going to be another stealth. stealth. I think okay. so. So a Skullduggery and then a Stealth. Yeah, I think the Skullduggery is not that hard. It is like a timed thing, so I'll give you a setback, but I think it's just too purple. In my mind, I'm trying to think like what it actually would be, and part of me is thinking like just put something on the tile, and then it will weigh it, and then it'll fall, but you wouldn't be able to, be able to time that so well. You have to have something like something that's like slow, a weight that's slowly sliding down, and you know when it hits the tile, like it's going to go. You don't know exactly when, but you'll have some time to get away, and then you can just wait and watch. So do I have to sacrifice a piece of equipment for this? I don't think that's necessary. I think if you do, that would give you a boost die. I don't really have that much equipment, though. The doctor's back. Uh... What I was thinking of was a painkiller shot. Because, like, if you dampen the tile, right. the tile will fall through. Like, oh. it, like soaks. So, okay. like, in, like, what liquidy thing do I have? Like, that would be a stuff from my med kit. It right. doesn't make sense to sacrifice the whole entire med kit, but, like, one of my painkillers. Okay. Uh, you know what? I would give you a boost for that, sure. Okay. Even though in reality, I think it would take a long time for a soaked yeah, tile Yeah, I'm fall. just thinking of, like, my parents' basement and, like, the tiles soaking through. Yeah. And a leak is also, that's a good cover for... Why the other one? Like, oh, go. it's wet and stuff. Okay. Goodbye, Stemshot. You would have been seven one points healed later when I will desperately need you. You said average difficulty? Yep. And one setback, though. I have an act for skill degree. Oh my goodness, this is the show we know and love. Every bad die turned up 
double failures. Cho fails with five advantages. Does it fall through right away? No, 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 no. You failed with advantage. You start squirting your stem on it, then you realize like these tiles are actually of sufficient quality that that's okay. not going to happen. This is not. Gonna be that's fun. not going to work at all. Like you can still find another place to go, but you're not going to have that distraction okay. cover. All right. Five advantages. Did this still consume the? No. It, I will say two of them. You save your stem, and if you want some some boost on your stealth check, you can do that. I would like a you're, boost. You're going to get a little more comfortable with. How to move around up here. How to here. move around up here. I'm getting more intimately familiar with these tiles and like what their weak spots are. Like, you know that's a bad one, don't step on that tile. Okay. So, I have a boost on my stealth check. What is the difficulty now that people below are like concerned about above? That's true. Now it's an opposed check. I don't know who's down there. Do you want stormtroopers? Do you want... There definitely are stormtroopers down there. Oh, you have the bureaucrat, right? I had the bureaucrat. That can like serve as the engineer. Like you can yeah, swap out. Yeah, we'll swap things around. Yeah. Um, they certainly are not paying close attention to you. Imperial Stormtrooper. Perception not listed. So, I think it's a red and a purple. Yeah, even the Stormtrooper Sergeant has vigilance, not perception. Yeah, they are actively, they're looking up at the, the ceiling. Yep. For multiple reasons. All right. I am going to spend a story point now to give me a green die. Okay. Two successes, one threat. Two I'll successes. Take a strain. I think you take a strain as like you step on a tile for a second. You're worried, like, oh no, is that one gonna fall? But it it holds. It just shifts slightly. Your, your heart is pounding. Literally, you used up all your luck all earlier. Right. Cho has headed towards a corner. Yep, that makes sense. But you have no distraction. So is it just like a quick? Do you try to not drop the tile, but hold the tile, hope no one notices, and drop quickly? Yeah, my intent is. And like, Brace on the corner a little bit. Yeah, my intent is to lift the tile up and slide it over just to make enough space. Okay. I don't know what the under... So, and then I would quickly look to see what am I dealing with to see is there anything for me to grab on the ceiling? Because right. if I can slide the tile back, I would prefer to do so. Yep. Like if once I am lower. I so that at that point I'm picturing Cho is like hanging down, maybe feet like stemmed at the corner. And, like, with one hand, can pull the tile back into place if there's something for him to hold on up there. Yep. And then, if there's equipment nearby, use that. If not, try to, like, stem down the corner. Yeah, which is not good, but it's better than Yeah, it would be a difficult athletics-y thing, but intentionally jumping is an athletics check anyway. Okay, so you made it to the corner without any problems at all. I think lifting a tile does not take a check. Uh, I think if you want there to definitely be some equipment or other stuff, that's a story point. A good use right there. I will happily spend my last story point for that purpose because okay. if Cho drops down on his equipment, that's one, a safer place to land, but also he can start seeing what the heck is this equipment. <laughs> okay. So that so, puts him like right where something he wants to examine is. Yeah. So this is one of the interior corners. Uh, they pushed like a big cargo. Yeah. It's a... A mirror on one side and a wall on the other. That is correct, yes. They store one of the boxes in the corner, of course, because that's most efficient use of space. I just fall right into the same crate that JT did. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, I mean, that crate should be in here somewhere, (laughs) so it's very much a possibility. See how you like it. Uh, Yeah, you pull a tile up, and you can see it is not... It'll be like an easy coordination check. Athletics check. Athletics check, excuse me. Just to drop down onto it? Just to drop down onto it. How high is that equipment? If I stand on that equipment, can I pull the tile back into place? Or is there anything at the ceiling to hang from? Is there any way to get the tile back in place? Yeah. 
I think you could increase the difficulty of the athletics check, and as you go down, bring it with me. Drop the tile and free. That's what you can do. I don't think there's like jump stuff. through with the tile. And like, I don't think there's stuff like on the walls and the ceiling in the corner because that's why they put this box set or something in the way. Right. So no light fixtures over here. I don't think so. You don't really put chandeliers in the corner. Not really. Those are in the. There's two like in the sort of left and right center of the room. What if I use my College of Corellia scarf Ooh. to pull the tile back into place? So you, you uh, need to rig up a system to tie your tile around it, pull it into place, but not leave your scarf hanging there. Right. Okay. That sounds like an easy mechanics check. <laughs> Do you want to upgrade? <laughs> uh, you know what? Sure. You might lose the scarf. Or there might just be a scarf hanging there on uh, you know some threats. All right. I have no mechanics at all. Two greens versus a red. One advantage, but no success. You fail with... Do I realize this is not going to work? You realize, like, this is not going to work, and it's a high risk of you losing the scarf, and that'd be really obvious. Okay. So we will go with the athletics check with increased difficulty. Okay, so it'll just be average. I will add, I think, a setback die, though, because you would like to do this quietly. Yep. And it is like a metal crate I'm imagining you landing on. Okay. Are you upgrading? No. I'm going to upgrade, so I have three yellows. Failure on the athletics check with three advantages. Can I get the tile in place? But I'll take falling. But you're going to take the fall. Yeah. You thought you judged it right, but the mirror makes everything so hard to see where it exactly is. Uh, you end up jumping behind the crate in the corner, which is good. But you need to roll the coordination to minimize the fall damage. Okay. There's three advantages here. Are those all consumed by not I being th- noticed? I think so, yes. Okay. All right. Coordination check. Are you spending a story point? Not on this. I have something in mind in the near future. Oh, jeez. One success. That is like the opposite of what I wanted. I would have been happy with failure, but... Advantages? advantages. Oh, because the soak applies. So there's no advantages, which means I take 10 10 strain. strain. I have one success, though, and I have four soak. So that's a total of five. Yep, so that's five wounds to you. You know what? I am not going to take chances with that. Okay. You're going to take the stim right now? Yeah, even though it's wasting some, but oof. At least I landed quietly. You definitely landed quietly. Somehow grit my teeth enough. It was. I think you hit something sharp on the way down, not something clangy. Not something, not a hard surface. Right. Uh, yes, you cut yourself on like what looks like an enormous drill. Okay. And there's like blood on it. Only my blood, though, right? As far as you know. <laughs> Just fresh reason. Very blood. sanitary. Very sanitary. I would like to spend an evil GM story point. Your last, for now. And I think Cho can make a perception or vigilance check. Average. Why are you giving me my choice here? Uh, because, like, I don't know how much Cho is paying attention to what else is going on. May or may not be going on in the room. I feel like Cho would be trying to. Okay, then make a perception check. Oh, sure. Now you succeed things, Cho. Two successes. Uh, you hear the door open, and like it's, Choke can't necessarily tell, but like the room tenses for a moment, and then you hear Reno's voice, there's a problem here. <laughs> Cut to commercial. <laughs> oh crap. I gotta start doing things I'm really good at, and that are easy. Is it uh, time for a visit? Another visitor? No, not just yet. I feel like Kurlani... Entering is going to be like, 
right at a moment where she can make a difference on something. Okay. Like, her showing up right now is just like, oh no, here's another person I have to worry about. Okay, okay. That, I think, makes sense. Um, yes, uh, sir. Uh, tile's coming down. I mean, our report, some report went missing? But the report sent the report... I don't understand. Idiots! <laughs> or excuse me, you apes! And again, in full Jester Gala, so no... Does that mean he has no weapon on him? Yeah, there... he has a ceremonial... A ceremonial like, sword, I guess. <laughs> That's a common thing carried by officers. By NCOs? You know, maybe he got a promotion. As a reward. As a reward. So is he lieutenant renowned now, then? Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> Alright. Does Joe have second wind? He should. No. no Why did you not invest in second wind? <laughs> Because I wasn't expecting to fall and take full strength. Why not? <laughs> You're right. Second Wind is definitely what I should have invested in, given how much strain management I had to deal with last time. But I did not. I instead invested in the skills he would be using, which I assumed would work. Okay. Time to pull that scarf back out and clean up my blood. Yes. College of Corellia, I think we said, was like yellow and red? Red and black. Perfect. So i am going to attempt to remove evidence that i landed here and bled all over this device that would be good do you want to try to look at this device while you're here yes i do but the first thing show is yeah. worried about is the stealth component okay so i don't think it's, it needs a check to clean up my no. blood with a scarf no, no, no. but while i'm doing that let me assess this device is that gonna be like a mechanics check uh yes a piece of mechanical equipment it looks like a drill yep oh I meant to try to look at the data pad before I got here. Uh, if you want to spend a story point, you could have looked at it. I will. Okay. I don't think this data pad was... You had an advantage on whatever that roll is, so it is not necessarily encrypted. It doesn't necessarily have the most important information, but... Do we roll random words? Yeah, I think that's a good... Because I don't even know if it's pertinent. That is very true. Do, 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 do. But Action! If, but if it's something that could give me a blue die on this mechanics check... 64, spy. 27... A project. Okay, that sounds like it's relevant. That does sound relevant. What would be... What is it? How does this come out in the, the data pad, though? So, the I data pad is not talking about a, like, troop transport. It's talking about a, like, listening device that you could implant underwater. Maybe you need this kind of equipment to get to it, though. Does that make sense? I don't understand what you just said. It is a, like, surveillance tool, is what it's describing. For hearing stuff that's underwater? Yes. Okay. Is that enough to provide me a blue die? Yes, that absolutely will give you a blue die here. An average mechanics? Yeah, I think an average mechanics. Just, you're just trying to get an idea of what this does. You're not trying to fix it or activate it or anything. All right, story point being spent on my behalf. Okay. Upgrade. You know, I gave myself an extra point in computers for coming here because I thought I would have to be, like, doing computery things. I mean, if you, if you think you would have tried to slice into the data pad to get more information, that's what that would be. That's sort of a flat... Right now, that's a flashback, but... What does that gain me? That's a good question. In terms of like this mechanics check. I was just complaining to myself. I, that I, I understand. had chosen I the wrong skills. I was trying to think of a good way to justify that. I mean, for now, it's, I can just make the mechanics I think check and that's fine. And then you know, maybe there will be a terminal in here somewhere. Yeah, and you have a data pad, so if they have a term, like you could connect to something, potentially. No advantages, though. Curse you! Success. Yes, this is definitely a piece of underwater drilling equipment. Maybe you could fit one or two people on it, but it's not not a piece of assault, military assault. It's also equipped with like a bunch of sensors of different kinds that Cho probably doesn't have a full understanding of, but with the data pad he read earlier, 
yes, this is definitely a piece of spying equipment. And your guess is there's probably multiple of these in this room because like this doesn't take up the whole ballroom. Okay. So... Or that so there's some component of this is maybe reusable to some extent. So like surveillance drills. Yeah. Not the most thrilling narrative. <laughs> oh, I have no, I have any better idea. You think it's like just for listening and surveillance first, but like as you're looking at this thing, you're like, no, no, these are speakers. This is for like either just like just broadcasting like voice or whatever, or like a sonic attack. A sonic attack, of some which kind. underwater would carry differently. Would from carry here. very differently, yes. And oh, I'm a doctor. Can I make some sort of check here, like related to like Gungan physiology? Would there be something like that they would be more vulnerable to than? This is, I think, a heart check. Because you're not at all familiar with Gungan physiology. Just the general stuff you learn in school. You had a couple lectures on, you know, water breathing sentience. Two threats, but three successes. I imagine you would rather not, not take strain. Not taking out a strain, no. You do make a little bit of noise as you're moving around this drill. And I'll say, hero. What was that? Okay, I have successes here. You have successes, though. Probably it's because I'm like opening up like compartments and yeah. stuff and looking at the diaphragm or whatever yeah so you definitely piece together this yeah it does seem to be tuned towards gundans but it's really bad for all kinds of other underwater water living well. creatures yes okay you said this thing could hold people it could hold one or two people yes that sounds like it's a hiding place okay <laughs> joe was going on an adventure <laughs> i make noise this is a vehicle of some sort yes i think it's probably a stealth check is this ballroom right above the cargo hold where your gala is? Are you planning to drill through the floor? <laughs> Are you planning to ruin JT's gala? No, I promised I wouldn't ruin her gala. I just, I couldn't help but to do I don't think it is, actually. <laughs> I uh, do like the idea, but I don't think that would actually be the case. You know, the ship's already been compromised <sighs> so much. Like, how hard would it be just to drill through a floor? I'm just looking at what my escape options are I here. Hear it. I hear it. And like, as much as it seems horrible to like drop, but I also mean, you could also just drill through the wall in a room full of guards is also not great. Yeah, it would make a lot of noise. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't, you don't know if it's a good idea. Maybe you try to fiddle with the device to use it here. Well, first I want to hide. Yeah, first you want to hide. That sounds like a stealth check uh, posed by someone's vigilance. Perhaps or perception. you would like Renault. Uh, that's gonna be two reds and a purple. My stealth is three yellows now. I will use my last precious story point okay. to give myself a green. Two successes. So I hide, and now I wait and observe. You can like hear, like, you're familiar with Stormtrooper cladding armor now. <laughs> uh, you hear that, like, step through, and then you hear, like, it, you hear it, like, crash to the side as you hear a, a much more measured stomping. Boots. It's out of the way, you ape. I will say you can see through the mirror, uh, Renault. You cannot see him directly. Okay. He is looking around. Like, it's dark in this corner, but you can make out his cool, red cybernetic eye. Uh, and he's looking around. You did not have threats in this, correct? No. Just successes. successes. There was something over here. What are you idiots even doing in this room? Sir, what are you doing to this stuff? Sir, the tile is in the middle of the room. <sighs> Has anyone looked up and looked in the ceiling then? Uh, no, 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 sir. We, we need a ladder for that. Then requisition a ladder. Which we'll just call the crew and get a ladder. It's not that hard. Well, but they called the crew for 
for the muffs quarters and, and something went missing then. I mean, if we call the crew for a ladder now, something could go missing from here. Pretty soon, you're going to be missing your brain. Oh, wait, that's already gone. You call for a ladder. Just get the ladder at the front door, okay? No crew members inside. And constant vigilance. And, like, he doesn't want to let out, like, I know that rebel is still out there. Uh, Reyna will make a cool check, which he seems to be failing, but this is very difficult for him, because he knows that rebel is out there. I mean, he could mutter it. Oh, that's perfect. I'm going to give him a red into rebel laws. Okay. Fails with two threats. Damn rebel. And so Chowder is that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what was that, sir? I, maybe, did you want to go back to the gun? Shut up! What's Joe's play here? Manufacture a ladder and just show up? Oh, by the way, I'm here to check you. <laughs> Somebody go for a ladder? No, that's not going to work. I didn't leave any evidence above. Nope. So... Just one tile is slightly depressed. It would actually be in my best interest for them to be messing around in the ceiling. Because that's less eyes on the ground. Yep. So I think Cho's play is to wait until they're holding the base of a ladder and the other one has got a head through the tiles. But also, I mean, it might be harder to make perception checks from here, but there's mirrors. I need to try to see, like, are there any other exits? Okay. Would you like to pose the question, are there other exits to this room? Yeah. I think this is at least somewhat unlikely, because in a gala, often there's, like, restricted access about who's allowed to come in and go, but the there's usually a, a staff entrance. Yeah. I'm going to have you know one side is out to the And the other space. side is mirrors, but mirrors could have doors. Mirrors could absolutely have doors. I might be able to see a seam that indicates, like, a mirror section panel is actually a door. I mean, there this. could be a part that's just it's a door and it's not a mirror. It wouldn't be as pretty looking. Oh, okay. But, yeah, there could be. I think service access for the wait staff would make sense. So do you think that's just 50-50? I think it's likely. Otherwise, people are rolling carts of food down the open corridor where the guests are arriving. That's true. In, like, wedding reception type spaces, that is not the case. Okay. Well, let's go with likely, though. Like, at the very least, there could be, like, a dumbwaiter, which could be fun to ride in as well. Five, zero is a yes, but not emphatically so. So there is, yes, a staff entrance and exit. Okay. But it is not expertly hidden away. Do I need a roll to see or know this? No, no. I think it's because it's not hidden away. That is not immediately obvious, but makes sense and is clear. And I think you saw on your way down. Okay. The next question is how obscured is it by their gear? I mean, there's a sign on it that says, do not block door. (laughs) But... Or did they affix anything to it to lock it from this side? It wouldn't make any sense to lock from this side. I agree. The ship would have had no reason to have a lock on this side. My question was, did the Imperials add such a lock because they're worried about their own security? I don't think so. Because they're in this room. They're watching. That's not a public place. Okay. I'd be... We can ask. In fact, we should ask. But I think it's very unlikely. Okay. Cho is just looking to see like, yep. what obstacles are between me and getting out of here. I hear you. Very unlikely. We roll a 75. That is no. Okay. Door is unobstructed because there are the signs that do not block and not locked. But it is on the other side of the room. Is this room mainly full of giant pieces of equipment? I mean, there's also some small pieces of equipment. There's some tables set up. Cho didn't get a super good look. I will say, like, there are definitely some other crates about the size of the one that you're in, and you only briefly saw there were some smaller tables set up as well, but you didn't get a good look at. Okay. Everything, because you haven't 
You haven't had a chance to take a good look. Yeah. I still think my best play is to wait until they're occupied with the ladder before I try to do anything. Okay. So I think you wait about 15 minutes. You hear a bit of kerfuffle at the door. Oh, they asked for a ladder. Fine. Whoa, okay, take it. And a stormtrooper brings in a ladder to be set up. Okay. When people are preoccupied with setting up their ladder, yeah. that is when Cho wants to move from his hiding place. Not when someone is up the ladder. To a hiding place that lets me better watch the room. Ah. Because what Cho wants is to evaluate whether there's anything here grabbable that can provide further evidence of okay. what's going on. Like, if there is a data pad here, too, because, like, right now... He has limited physical evidence, and then he has what he saw and what he understands. Right. And it's better for him to give concrete things than just his eyewitness. Like, if he could get the plans for these, that would be great. Yeah, but he, from where he is hidden right now, he doesn't have a way to scope out the room. So when they're initially distracted is when he wants to move into a hiding place where he can observe things. And then his thought is, like, when they're actually, like, halfway stuck out, that's when he would take the gamble of, like, possibly exposing himself to grab an item and make it a dash for the door. Okay, right, because then it's a foot chase, which he's... Well, hopefully it's stealth. He's already bested Renault multiple times, Ed. Hopefully it's stealth and not a foot chase, particularly not a foot chase when you're starting with only three strangers bare. So that's what I'd like to do. Okay, but you first take just 15 minutes. Like, give me, like, a cooler discipline, like, the end of an encounter, because, like, this is a chance for you to just try to take a break, steal yourself up. All right, two successes and four advantages. Do we need to move back to the gala at this point? Uh, if you'd like us to switch over, we can do that. This does make sense. It's a good place, I guess. You've been listening to Cruise Control, set in a Star Wars universe and played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials. Our players were Dan and Jen, and our GM was the Mythic GM Emulator. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. There you can also find our other adventures, including a related story about JT's girlfriend Renzi, our Star Wars Rush Hour trilogy. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you Stay safe, citizens!